I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel, and also a cake that I baked for our 100th episode that we're about to eat for the first time during our 101st episode. Here's our first taste. Here we go. I literally have spent hours on this cake. It's beautiful. It says 100 episodes, bitch. That's a very tasty cake. Oh, yeah. That's a solid chocolate cake. Hey, Matt. I'm proud of you. (laughs) This is a delicious, delicious cake. I'm like shocked that it actually (laughs) tastes like a good chocolate cake. All right. Now that I'm full of delicious cake, of course, we're going to do things the way we always do things here. We're going to kick things off with Worst Things First, where I chat about the worst news of the week. After that, we're diving deep into my least favorite time of year, football season, because we're like a month away from the Super Bowl or whatever, and I'm not ready. And finally, we've got writer, podcaster, one of our first ever guest complainers back in the studio, Mr. Bobby Finger. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's stuff our faces with cake and start the show. All right. Worst things first. Let's talk about the worst news of the week. A lot of Florida stories this week, not surprisingly. Also, a lot of stories that people sent. So thanks, uh, as always, even though... We're doing our jobs. I'm always alarmed every time. Because every time that there is like a big Florida story, I'm like, all right, I'm going (laughs) to... This story is going to be in my mentions for the next solid week. Uh, And they're all upsetting. So... Here we go. First... A woman in Florida, only in Florida, was arrested for threatening to get McDonald's dipping sauce by, quote, whatever means necessary. What would those means be? Well, uh, she did not specify. For you personally, I'd say roundhouse kick to the face. I'd say by forcing karaoke songs on them until they let you take the dipping sauce. Or guess what? I'm pulling the ultimate let me speak to a manager. I'm calling up Ronald. Mr. McDonald himself. Excuse me. There's some clown behavior happening here, Mr. McDonald. And I I think you're to blame because your actions have trickled down. That's where he got it. Ronald, Ronald Reagan. Ronald McDonald, same, same. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. Oh Have you ever God. seen Ronald McDonald and Ronald Reagan in the same room? No, because Ronald Reagan lost his fucking mind and then became a clown. Is that what it is about? <laughs> I have no idea. We're already wildly <laughs> off the rails. So what's <laughs> this lady five do? Minutes in. So it's a 19-year-old woman. She was denied. Also, I want to look up. I didn't really want to say her name usually because I don't like saying people's names, but her name was really funny and I didn't write it. Her name is Maguire Marie McLaughlin. Oh my God, I love her. <laughs> it sounds oh. like the name of a supervillain, like a white woman <laughs> supervillain. And I love it. 
Maguire Marie McLaughlin. Incredible. Have you seen that picture of that white woman who's pregnant and she has the names crossed out and they're all like the whitest names possible on a chalkboard? It's like a bunch of her baby names on a chalkboard and it's like Kaylin, but it has like 20 extra letters that aren't necessary. (laughs) At least three Gs. I feel like Maguire Marie McLaughlin as just all of those names. (laughs) Her mom couldn't decide, so she just said all of them. Shiro, Shiro. Anyway, she threatened uh, McDonald's employees with physical violence unless they gave her dipping sauces. I also upsets me that they didn't specify which dipping sauces. Because I feel like they're pretty liberal with, like, the ketchup. But when it comes to the fucking barbecue sauce or the ranch, even, there's there's sticklers, and I'm sick of it. How Give us the sauce! How are you about to put 50 fucking nuggets into a box that costs $4? And not give me enough sauce for it. Every time. Every time it happens. Anyway, so this 19-year-old woman, she was denied her dipping sauce at a McDonald's at 4 a.m. in Vero Beach, Florida, obviously. (laughs) If you thought this story took place before midnight, you're sadly mistaken. Police arrived to find her yelling profanities at the drive-thru. I love that it it took place in the drive-thru. Can't be bothered to go in. 4 a.m.? Although they might actually not be. I know some McDonald's are like not open. The inside isn't open. Mm-hmm. But you can go through the drive-thru. This could very well be that case. But then, oh, what if you don't have a car? Discrimination. and the, But they don't let you walk through. Decide. Pick a side. Jesus. That's the one thing that I love the most about going home to Chicago is that I can drive through places. <laughs> a drive through Starbucks is the biggest luxury I think I'll ever experience. It's really beautiful. Unless you're Leon Finkel and they don't swirl your sugar into your coffee. <laughs> Which, by the way, GQ had an art- had a cover story about Larry David. Coffee took up the first solid chunk of that article. And I was like, Dad! I still haven't read it. It's by really the way, good. my mom called me and asked, she was like, I need Barry's dad's number. <laughs> <laughs> a, because he's, he's a, a divorce, divorce attorney. attorney. Oh, God. She literally, I was like, I was going to make a joke about how you guys probably should use him. (laughs) But I decided not to. And then she called me and made that joke immediately. Wow. But then she was like jealous that he had better complaints than. Oh, and my dad's jealous of Debbie. (laughs) My dad was like, everyone's tweeting about her. She was so good. I'm glad. This is cute. Yeah. Guys. Anyway, so this woman is yelling profanities at the drive-thru because she claims she didn't receive all of her food. According to the police report, the employee advised McLaughlin that dipping sauce costs 25 cents. What? Does it really? (laughs) Extra? I I don't know. Or was this Florida McDonald's just trying to, like, give her... Get rid her... of this lady? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, the fastest way to get rid of this woman is to fucking just give her sauce. Amen. Not to be like... I mean, I feel like that is rule one of any robbery, is, like, just give them what they want. Everybody... Give them what they want. Everybody lives. According to the police report, McLaughlin further stated that she would be getting the sauce by whatever means necessary. However, could not specify what she meant by that. I guess the McDonald's employee said that they feared for their safety. The woman was taken into custody for disorderly conduct, except she needed to be placed into mechanical restraints by the arresting <laughs> Because she kept, quote, locking her legs, refusing to walk forward. <laughs> that's, that's a baller move. She literally, she performed like a sit-in at this McDonald's for refusing to give her <laughs> dipping sauces. 
Um, Dipping sauce or death. That's yeah. what it says on what? New Hampshire's license plate? <laughs> it should. Yep. Cops also said they smelled alcohol on her breath. Obviously, I don't think anyone doubted that. Anyway, she was released later that day on bond. <sighs> After posting bond? I don't actually know how that phrase goes. So anyway, hide your kids, hide your dipping sauces, because she's out there and she's hungry. Next! An Atlanta couple said that they came home from winter vacation to find their house had been completely ransacked. Their alarm had gone off, but friends said that their doors and windows were not breached. When they came home, their house was destroyed. The kitchen faucet was running. The floors and the baseboards were ruined. So what? What do you think it was? Sherlock? Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Hercules Perot? I think it was a miniature horse. A god! Damn squirrel! No way! I do appreciate that apparently this was in the, the fancy part of town and the squirrel knew. He knew what house he was picking. The squirrel it fell down their chimney and was trapped in the house. This this little bitch, this little squirrel <laughs> bitch watched Home Alone and was like, I'm going to be a little Santa Claus, yeah. target the fancy house, go down the chimney. Yeah, and leave the faucet running. Wow. The, the wet bandits, isn't that what they call themselves? I don't remember. They did. Home Alone. Yeah, so the squirrel fell down the chimney, got trapped, started defecating and scratching at everything to get out. Just shitting. Shitting everywhere. If I were trapped, same. (laughs) That is exactly how I'd react. Eventually, it made a nest in the couple's couch. Also, same. (laughs) (laughs) Guess where my nest is. And then just go to the couch and cry. (laughs) To make matters worse, the couple, they came home. And their insurance provider was like, we can't cover the damages because your insurance doesn't cover rodents and squirrels are rodents. What kind of fucked up insurance policy is that? Absolute bullshit. I'm pretty sure I heard rats in my walls the other night. Oh, no. Yeah. And now I'm just like, please don't come out of the sink again. Just like, just don't come out of the sink, please. (laughs) We got to get out of that apartment. So, yeah, the squirrel fucking devastated their house and now they have to pay for everything themselves. (laughs) Owned. I guess the insurance company was like, yeah, your your insurance policy specifically does not cover rodents. But if it was a raccoon, it would have been covered. <laughs> Honestly, what is language and humanity? It's just like, what, what, what kind of, why would you even tell them that? It's rude. Just be like, by the way, if it was this other animal that's <laughs> basically the same, you would have been fine. Anyway, and finally... A man in Florida, only in Florida, was shocked to wake up on Christmas Eve, this we're going back, to find that a burglar was sucking on his toes. No! Oh my God! You know what this reminds me of? I just had like an immediate flashback to it. Were you ever told those that like scary story when you were little about a girl who has a dog who would come lick her hand every night before bed? And then one night she woke up and she went to the bathroom and the dog was like murdered and it was like a, a dude who had been... Was that not a story that was no. told to you? That was a story? I, I don't know. Melissa, is that ringing a bell for you? All right, cool, cool, cool. Melissa said no. I please tweet at us. <laughs> I'm. I know this isn't a story that just like was told to me. I know it was like a a thing, but that's that just reminds me way too much of that. Yeah, I don't like it at all. It seems like one of those stories. So this man woke up. Uh, his toes were getting sucked on, which is honestly romance. <laughs> when when Bay wakes you up with with little smooches. <laughs> 
The man asked the burglar what he was doing, to which the stranger said he was just there to suck toes. <laughs> I mean, ask and you get an answer. Police say that a fight then erupted and the suspect tried to grab the man's genitals and even threatened that he had a gun, even though no weapon was ever displayed. When in doubt, grab their junk. Also, it's sexual harassment. <laughs> I mean, none of this is right. None of this is okay. okay. All of it is illegal. Um, Yeah. The victim managed to get the intruder out of the house, but then the criminal bashed in a window, wrecked his car windshield before fleeing the scene. It is truly, like, deeply upsetting, though, to have to, yeah, waking up and someone is sucking on your toes. It's a complete stranger. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I was going to wake up and someone was sucking on anything, I would rather it be my toes. Yeah. You can very quickly kick a person with that. Right. Right in the mouth. They're already there. Sleep with socks on, I guess. Although that's serial Ath- killer yeah. behavior. Also athlete's foot. Is, is sure, that how sure, you get sure, athlete's sure. foot? I highly <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> it sounds like another urban legend. <laughs> is that something else your mom told you? <laughs> I think my cousin Katie. Anyway, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we're punting, screaming, and spiraling into football season. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right. Well, it's fucking football season. That's what the strains tell me anyway, which means now I have to fear for my life every time I walk past a heterosexual drinking tavern every fucking Sunday. It's true. I was out. I was walking to the Whole Foods on a Sunday. And unfortunately, I live in a very heterosexual part of Manhattan. And I walked past a number of bars where the door, the window's wide open, everyone's staring at their fucking TVs, their televisions, and I have to fear for my life because they're screaming and they're yelling and they're throwing stuff. And they're all wearing shirts that are so large, and I, don't, I can't tell anybody's body shape. And they're all dressed the same. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna get drunk during the day and scream at stuff, at least do it on camera and force people to watch you. Um, oh! Uh, that's your job. That's what I did. Anyway, so this is why fucking football season is the worst. First of all, football fans are always screaming at the fucking TV like Mr. Football Muscle Pants with the sexy arms is going to hear you shouting your big boy sports advice at him and suddenly play better. You're trying to get a guy with muscles to pay attention to you? (laughs) Take it from me, bro. It's never gonna happen. I'll tell you what every guy with muscles has said to me. Take off my shirt and get out of my house. (laughs) (laughs) Were were you uh, the guy sucking toes? Yes. Also, they're always like gathering at sports bars and screaming at the TV. That's you know what sports bars are—a a hub of heterosexual terrorist activity. You know where else that happens? Where my fucking upstairs neighbor. <laughs> every single football—I like no football schedules now because every single football game he brings his friend over, just one friend, and then they blast music and it shakes the wall. And I think that's why the rats are moving around. <laughs> 
It's so, I'm just like, oh my God, I don't No, it's care. genuinely fucked up that like when I hear a blood curdling scream coming from my neighbor's apartment, I have to be like, oh, is someone getting murdered or do I have to check the sports schedule yep. and see what's happening? Ugh. Yeah. It's a 50-50 chance. Plus, football fans basically only drink beer and it's like, grow up. <laughs> okay. What are we, German youths? Drinking the beer in the beer garden during the football party. Wow. <laughs> How long did you work on that accent for? Not that long, actually. It was, like, pretty solid. This is America! Our national drink is ranch dressing. Plus, who drinks beer during the daytime, anyway? Everybody knows beer is what you drink at the end of the night, so you can perfectly time your beer belly diarrhea for when you wake up in the morning. Then what do you drink during the day? Gin? I start the day with vodka. Right. That is the morning beverage. Mm -hmm. Lunch is maybe like um, a daiquiri. Oh, that makes sense. Something with body and Mm -hmm. substance. And then dinner is whiskey. It's like a steak. And then beer for dessert. Right. And beer is like, yeah, 3 a.m. Midnight snack. And they told me that I'm still awake. Can you help me unravel my latest mistake? I don't love him. Winter just wasn't my season. What what just (laughs) happened? (laughs) Also, let's face it. Football is gay as heck. And everybody's just pretending like it's not. Oh, 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 a bunch of hot guys skipping around a well-manicured lawn in matching colors. And then sometimes Beyonce performs. That's full-blown homosexual. I'm just saying every single film I've ever seen about football starts in a locker room and then things get really gay really fast. Football fuck down part one. (laughs) Football fuck down part two. Football fuck down part three. Some of my favorite football documentaries. That's how I know that a quarterback is when one person grabs his and dumps a heavy into another guy's Touchdown! (laughs) Next! Football fans always get mad at you if you wear some other team's colors in front of them on their little game day. And it's like, we're not, this isn't fucking Hogwarts, okay? I don't need to know the fucking password to get into my, to get into my dormitories. Also, that's like every color. (laughs) Every football, they, they took all the colors. Yeah. And, uh, like, how am I supposed to know that there, what gang colors I'm not allowed to wear to, out to the fucking Whole Foods when I'm doing my Sunday walk? Also, some colors just don't go with my skin tone. That's not your fault. Even though everything goes with pale ass white. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I can't wear every color. That means I just can't be on. I can't be pro like any team that I look bad in. Sorry. Also, they always get mad at the referee, even though he's just trying his best. He's doing his goddamn job. Also, I don't like... Referees are like fucking magicians. They got flags. <laughs> They're always pulling all pulling these multicolored flags out of their coats. And there's... Is there one of them? Is there seven of them? I have no idea. Do you have to go to school to be a referee? Probably. What is that? What is that line of... What is that career? I've never met a referee. I think you have to, like, renounce your nationality. Okay. <laughs> You're also not allowed to get married. It's basically becoming a priest. Yeah. And you have to wear, when you're not in your little uniform, your little stripey outfit, Mm -hmm. you're just in a a smock. Just a a plain white smock that you you have to walk around in. You just mop the football locker rooms. Yeah. With a a toothbrush. Mm Mm-hmm. 
people get so mad at them. I do like when they come out in the middle and all eyes are on them. And then they're like, <laughs> You can't understand a fucking word <laughs> yeah. that they say. Flag on the play. <laughs> First down. I don't know. <laughs> Why are there four downs, but then there are also so many more? Yeah, it's just relentless, the downs. Have I ever told you about the time when I... I <laughs> Alex was like, let's go watch the Super Bowl with Elliot and our friends. And I was like, okay. And so we went and we did it. But I was like, we can do this, but I'm going to get super stoked. (laughs) And I ate an edible. And at the beginning of the Super Bowl, they tossed a coin. And I started dying of laughter. I was like, that's so dumb. Why is this just for the Super Bowl? That's so funny. It's so ridiculous. They're just tossing a coin. And everyone was like, Barry, this is how every single football game starts. (laughs) It is crazy that that is like... It's just tens of thousands of people watching a guy just flip a coin. Yeah, it's outrageous. I love that. Uh, Also, someone just gets a bunch of Gatorade dumped on their head at the end. I've never even seen anybody drink Gatorade. In my life, I haven't. I actually thought that you consume Gatorade through your skin. (laughs) That that's that's why they did that. Oh, because all the commercials just had people like yeah, sweating out Gatorade. I didn't Gatorade. Even realize that you're supposed to. All this time, I've just been pouring Gatorade over myself. I've been like putting it into my shower routine. I don't know. Is it just because I'm gay, or is has Gatorade like gone away? I yeah. I really well. First of all, I would like to point out I've never ever done that, and I am very much aware <laughs> that Gatorade is something you drink. Secondly, I don't think it's popular anymore. Whatever happened to vitamin water? Vitamin water. I loved vitamin water. I know in it made college. me feel. I was like, this is gonna get me an A plus plus. <laughs> I liked the pink one. Mm-hmm. I mean, the pink flavor is always the best flavor. But the yellow one was for the hangover. No, I never drink that. Okay. That's disgusting. Well, you didn't party as I hard like as I did. That Pedialyte is trying to like rebrand basically as Gatorade. They're like, you know what? Not for kids anymore. Now it's just for really fucked up adults. That is the pivot that defines millennial culture is, yeah, we're not having babies. We're getting wasted <laughs> and we need recovery. Next! Also, why are their costumes so tight on the bottom and not tight everywhere else? Makes no sense. Aerodynamics, kids. Yeah, they should be wearing spandex head to toe. I also don't know why football games are just in the middle of fucking winter. And when they're like, oh, we had to delay the game because it's zero degrees outside and we decided to play in Wisconsin in January. (laughs) (laughs) Whose fault is that? You have a thousand million dollars to do whatever you fucking want and scream at a man who kneels during the national anthem. And you, you geniuses, you titans of fucking sports industry, decide to plan a fucking outdoor game in the middle of January in the fucking Midwest. Did you know that there is a three hour Daily morning football show. I can't believe ESPN is an entire network. There's like seven <laughs> channels. Well, ESPN is several just sports. About sports. NFL Network is just football. Still too many. And there's on. I just there's too much. It's it's weird to me that there are people who are like so famous to straight people who I've literally never seen in my life. <laughs> and they also they all make a bajillion dollars. And for why? Okay, I do that. I do that in my sleep. I can do that. You know, I only played football once and I ran backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Everyone got mad at me. Hold Not on. literally backwards. Hold on. <laughs> I just ran the wrong way. Okay. <laughs> and everyone got so mad because I was running the wrong way. 
And finally, it's just everybody is way too intense about it. Just chill. It's a bunch of beefcakes running around a field. All right? We don't have to. It doesn't have to be this complicated. We don't have to be murdering people. Just give peace a chance. Give peace a chance. Anyway, that's it for this week's Deep Dive. We got Bobby Finger in the studio right after this commercial break. It's 2020 and guess what? All that stuff in your home that you didn't use in 2019, it's still there, taking up space, being useful to absolutely no one. So don't let another year go by, just sell it on Mercari. Mercari is the selling app that makes selling almost anything fast and easy. Just go through your home and find all that stuff you didn't use in 2019. The phone and the drawer, those jeans you only wore once. And then listing just takes minutes. You take a few pics, add a description, and boom, your item is connected to millions of buyers on the app. Mercari will even email you a shipping label when it sells. Plus, everything ships, so there's no awkward meetups with strangers. The app has over 500,000 reviews on the App Store with an average 4.8 star rating. So why not give it a try? So ring in the new year with less stuff in your home and more money in your pocket with Mercari. That's M-E-R-C-A-R-I. Mercari, the selling app. Get mouthwatering seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. They make cooking at home fun, easy, and affordable. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and prepping so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes, or even 20 minutes with their quick recipe options. There's something for everyone, including low-calorie, vegetarian, and family-friendly recipes every week. HelloFresh is designed to fit your lifestyle. HelloFresh is designed to fit your lifestyle. Easily change your delivery days or food preferences and skip a week whenever you need. I love picking from their calorie smart options. The apricot ginger chicken with roasted green beans and jasmine rice was quick, tasty, and I didn't even have to leave my apartment once to get it done. So go to HelloFresh.com slash unhappy10 and use code unhappy10 during HelloFresh's New Year's sale for 10 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash unhappy10 and code unhappy10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. My guest complainer today is podcast host, journalist, pop culture connoisseur, Bobby Finger. He's the host of the podcast Who Weekly and the Netflix podcast I'm Obsessed With This. We had him on way back in season one, and we're so glad to welcome him back. That was season one? Yeah. You just had, you just celebrated 100 episodes, didn't you? We did. I don't even remember wow. what episode you and Lindsay were, but it was it was a long that time was ago. It was in the original studio, too. It might have been. I feel like we... It was in a oh, weird yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It wasn't here. No, no. It wasn't here. This is so nice. It's a much nicer setup that people listening Mood cannot see, even though um, the air conditioning situation is, is pretty dire. Mm. And it, usually I'm very sweaty by the end of it. Anyway, so... <laughs> really we, fascinating topic. Sorry. We always start off by asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that mm-hmm. everybody else loves? The last time you were here, uh, apparently you said Chris Pratt. Oh, that's what I said. <laughs> oh, when Barry said, so Barry was saying, I was, because I told her what I was going to say today. Mm-hmm. And then she gave me an example. 
and she said Chris Pratt, but I didn't realize that example was me. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a good choice. When she said that in my mind, I was like, that's a great choice. But that was it actually It was a great me. choice, yeah. I feel like the Chris Pratt train is slowing down. So more people are getting on that choo-choo train. Well, no, my Chris Pratt train is speeding up and everyone else's Chris Pratt train is slowing right. down. The, the right, the anti-Chris Minus Pratt. Minus no piercer now, yeah. <laughs> right. My, my thing today, and I think it's very topical with regards to sweating and with regards to the sort of weird whiplashy weather we've been having in New York City. Yesterday it was like 65 degrees and right. today it's 40. I hate summer. I saw a lot of people tweeting and saying, remarking that... They couldn't wait for summer. This was like a great preview of summer. They hate winter. Right. I'm so excited. And I was like, I hate summer. I was upset by the weather yesterday. I want it to be cold in the winter. I want it to be cold all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think summer is miserable. Absolutely miserable. I agree. Well, where are you from? I'm from Texas. I mean, I'm from a hot place. Right. It's okay. always hot. I was happy to get out of there. Yeah. Like, I I wasn't, like, escaping any sort of, like, dark, troubling past, like some terrible family. I was like, I need to go where it's cold. <laughs> yeah. I need to go where it's cold. I mean, if you grow up with that, and mm. yeah, you, I, I can see how it can get under your skin. I and never got used to it. It's very humid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's humid in Texas. It gets humid here. Yeah. You walk around more here. Like, in Texas, you go from your air-conditioned house to your air-conditioned car to your air-conditioned office. Right. Out here, I'm walking all over the place. Yeah, I know. I fully agree. I mean, mm-hmm. you came to the right place because summer I'm trying to get better at it. I feel like this last summer was the first one where I was like, I am like trying to embrace summer. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make the most of it. Yeah. Um, But it's just never it's never as good as I want it to no. be. No, And I and I and I have some friends, Lindsay, my who weekly co-host uh-huh. loves the beach and she has a car too so going to the beach is very easy for her yeah and so she always does like weekly beach trips over the weekend to, to reese and i sometimes tag along and i tell myself i'm gonna will myself to enjoy summer i'm gonna try to find the things in the heat and the outdoors <laughs> that i can you know latch onto. right and it never works I try and it. I, I give it my best shot. It doesn't work. Yeah, I do think my relationship with sweating uh, is the <laughs> uh, biggest part of why I hate summer. And I think this year I finally was like, you know what? I'm just going to accept that I will be sopping wet by mm-hmm. the end of this five minute walk. Mm-hmm. And once I get past that, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. So because you you sent us a couple of other things that you you uh, have on your mind. One. <sighs> Is going to the doctor. I'm going to the doctor. It's annoying. Yeah. But that's very top of mind. Yes. Yeah. That's where you're I'm headed. After this, after we're done here, I'm going to the doctor. It's just a physical, which is, I like the doctor generally. Sure. But I think, <laughs> okay. I'm a, as a hypochondriac, I think that I find the doctor is very comforting. But I guess my very specific complaint about this, I don't know who I'm going to get. Oh. I like my doctor. I like my nurse practitioner. Sure. Her name is Sari. I love her. And sometimes I don't get sorry. And then I'm like, well, I I don't want anything to do with this. And I can't tell this person, I don't want you to look at me. I don't want you to treat me. So you don't know who you're getting today. I don't know who I'm going to get. It says I'm going to get a nurse practitioner. I see. I think it's probably about a 50-50 chance. (laughs) And I'm very nervous. Yeah. I want to be able to pick the nurse practitioner that I want. (sighs) Fair, fair. This is a very dumb complaint. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I, I mean, I was saying I also just mm-hmm. went to get a physical, but because I'm currently in between insurance, I had to be like, it was a fuck up on my end. Mm-hmm. I didn't renew my insurance and now I have to wait for the end of the month Oof. for it to kick in again. But I had to go in order to get some prescriptions. And I literally had to say to the nurse practitioner, like, do not do anything to me that you do not have to do (laughs) don't touch me just look at me here's what i want Mm -hmm. because i knew that they would charge me yeah but it's a weird relationship the nurse practitioner A, a tweet i think about a lot is that there was someone tweeted like years ago about i think it was a friend of mine who cares it was like i can't believe i have to exercise and eat healthy all the time for the rest of my life it was like someone and i think about that in those terms frequently, but also with the doctor. It's like, I have to just keep checking in on my body until I'm done with the body. Like, I just have to keep doing this maintenance forever. Until one of those check-ins does not go very well. And then, yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, true, yeah. Mm -hmm. Your other one, also very specific. This is... I don't remember. Your coffee shop's credit card policies. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> That's good. I Okay, I forgot I wrote that down. So yesterday, I just moved. Mm-hmm. And I used to live next to the best coffee shop, just the best coffee shop in the whole wide world. Sure. Loved it. Loved everyone who worked there. Loved the coffee. Whatever. Moved to this new place that's sort of in a coffee shop desert. There's maybe two options that are within the same walking distance to my old place. Mm-hmm. One of them's weird, and I don't really love it. Okay. One of them's one block away. It's overpriced and it's it's a little weird, but it's good. It's good coffee. Like it's mm-hmm. good coffee. It's just a little overpriced. And they have a credit card policy where it's if you if you spend less than five dollars, they add twenty five cents to your bill as a credit card fee. <laughs> but okay, so right, and it says this in a teeny tiny little sheet of paper next to the thing, uh-huh. and usually that means credit card, not debit card. Debit card is exempt from that because they don't have to pay the credit card fee if it's a debit card. Right. Maybe eight times out of 10, when I use my debit card, they don't add the 25 cents. But every once in a while, they add it. And I don't know why they add it. And so I confronted them on Saturday because I paid for my $4.25 whatever coffee with the credit card. Uh And I know how much it is. It's always the same price when I go. And there was another 25 cents on it. And I was like... Okay, and I looked at the screen and I was like, I have a question. So, which is probably a barista's worst nightmare. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hi, <laughs> um, I have a question. So why is it that sometimes when I use my debit card, I get the 25 cents added and sometimes I don't? And she goes, oh, you always get it added. And I was like, oh, well, I I always, <laughs> and I, like, what do I say? And it was like, well, I, I always get the same thing and sometimes it's this price and sometimes it's not. She's like, no, it's always added. That's not even, that's outside of our control. That's the POS system, the Clover POS system that adds it. And I felt fucking out of my mind. I was like, (laughs) I know that I pay a different price sometimes. Four fifths of the time I pay another price. Why did I just get charged 25 cents? I'm so angry over this 25 cents. (laughs) I don't get it. You should be. But then I'm put in this dumbass place where I look like a huge asshole because I brought it up. But it's like, it needed to be brought up. I don't get it. Yeah. It gets out the one of the most frustrating things about being alive, <laughs> which is how do you, when you like know you're right, mm-hmm. how do you tell someone like, no, <laughs> you're wrong? Without being, I was told by Apple Care Woman, you know, <laughs> like, how do I 
cross this line without cro- how do I approach the line without crossing the line? Right, right. And I feel like it did a pretty good job, but also, you know, there's a line of people behind me, and they're probably like, "What's this fucking ass? Like, what is this person's problem?" Yeah, I don't know how. I'm just very bad in that situation, and I, and now I can't stop thinking. Like, was I too mean? Was I too aggressive? And I wasn't. <laughs> this was I over twenty five cents. I think you probably cents. handled it fine. Yeah, but I know I'm right. Here's the thing: I know I'm right. Yeah, you're also talking to someone who like regularly just. I I feel like I'm giving away money to companies all of the time <laughs> for no good reason. I have I really need to like go through the amount of things that I subscribe to like twice by mm-hmm. accident and just continue to pay. I think is at least one. Yeah. I think I pay for Spotify twice. I need to verify you that. Have six Apple News subscription. <laughs> <laughs> there are some things that you just like don't. At this point, it's like I'm subscribed to so many things. How how am I one person supposed to keep track of all of that? You are, you are every you know CEO's dream. <laughs> I, I That's am. What this is want. how they make You are money. what they want. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten so I I know people do the calculation of like should I subscribe like to cable or should I get like one of these subscription services and add all of these channels on mm-hmm. and yeah my the solution I guess is just both <laughs> is all you have cable plus all the things yeah you have three Disney pluses well I have cable because at some point it was one of those things where it's like it's cheaper to have cable in like the package with yeah. internet and a phone line for some reason mm-hmm. and oh, then you have the phone line too I have all wow you really are their dream <laughs> yeah. they're Which, always trying to get me to add the phone I would love to have a, an actual phone I wish there was a device and I'm sure there is that where I can plug my phone into it and then like use a corded phone I know that there's like a, a thing that you can plug into your headphone jack. Yeah. But that looks stupid. Like you want a full, like you want the classic phone. Right. Like I that want... was on your, you know, the table in the kitchen at your parents' house. Yeah. Like, like the office, like you have like a phone in an office and mm-hmm. it has like the little board on it with all of the numbers. And that's how you want to make your phone calls. Yeah. To other just, places to make more subscriptions to things. It feels more official to talk like, on that sir, phone. HBO Go and HBO Now are the same thing. And you're like, I need both of them. <laughs> I don't think I have both of those. I don't know. I have to verify <laughs> it. What I'm saying is that I see your 25 cents mm-hmm. and I raise you several months of a subscription service <laughs> that I have twice. So that's yeah. my that's my issue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is frustrating. Before we talk about Oscar nominations, I also... <laughs> I do want to talk about Chet Hayes. Okay. I do too. Because <laughs> um, I I was listening to um, the episode of Who Weekly where you and Lindsay talk oh. about Chet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For, for those who are unaware, uh, Chet Hayes is the uh, one of the spawn of Tom Hanks yeah. and Rita Wilson. Yeah. Um, I went to college with him. I'm one of those people. Oh, you did? Yeah. I the night of the Golden Globes when when Chet was sort of making making a thing. Mm-hmm. I have a an email from Chet Hayes from oh, his college no. days. <laughs> Is it an tweeted. at u.northwestern.edu? An, yeah, and it's Chet Hayes. <laughs> Someone texted us this. Chester Marlin Hanks texted the 2002 Biology Science 1030 class, April 30th, 2012. Yeah. 
2012 SP by all Psi 103 the lecture notes. What's up, everybody? I know you're all busy, so I'll keep it short. Does anybody have good lecture notes they can send me? Ideally, I'm looking for notes to all lectures, but specifically <laughs> just spiders, insects <laughs> right now, i.e. what's going to be on the quiz tomorrow. Anything you have would be much appreciated. Thanks, Chet Hanks. <laughs> Did you get that email? Were you on this email? No, I was. <laughs> I was at school then. Mm-hmm. But I was not in a biology class. He, that was my senior year. He does seem like the type who wouldn't go to class. No, I my one Chet memory, well, I guess there were a few, but one, the one I remember most specifically was we were in a history class together and it was a small lecture hall. Ooh. It was maybe like 75 people, enough where it was like an hour and a half lecture mm-hmm. and he got up in the middle of it, stood up, took all of his stuff, left, and came back 15 minutes later with a frappuccino. <laughs> And then sat right back to That's amazing. And I just love, I love that it was a Frappuccino. Because mm-hmm. there's like no actual caffeine. <laughs> like I just, I, I, he just needed a break. And it's also the drink that takes the longest to get at Starbucks. <laughs> and yeah. like requires the loudest materials. Right, right. For like the most like dramatic reveal too. But anyway, so you guys were, you were, you were talking about Chet, Chet. Hayes. Would you call him a hooster? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think a big category of who is the spawn of celebrities, sure. especially when they don't really have jobs. Like Chet, it's one thing if, you know, you're the child of a really famous person and, and you go into the business of your famous parent or something. But it's like Chet has tried so many things that it's sort of conf- it's like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son, Patrick. Yeah. Like wanted to open restaurants. Then he wanted to be a model. Then he tried like all these things. It's confusing. And the same thing's happening with Chet where it's like, I want to be a rapper. I don't know, but I also want to act. But also maybe I just, I want to do my own thing. And then he had his own like personal drama that got its own separate headlines. So it's like, there were so, there's so many things involving him. Right. That he's kind of hard to pin down. I forgot about Arnold. I I don't think I've ever really said the name out loud. But yeah, I will never forgive his son, Patrick, for wearing um, jeans to the Met Gala this year. Oh, yeah. That was bad. It was because the theme was camp and everyone was like, he thought it meant like literally camping. And he dressed like a fucking cowboy. That's probably what he thought. And now he's like a motivational speaker on Instagram, I think. He is. (laughs) I don't know. I saw something in my Explore page. Scott Eastwood does similar stuff on his Instagram, Clint Eastwood's son, where he like, you know, it's all about positive thinking or whatever. He's very into crystals and things like that. Right. Yeah. It's it's never not jarring when I when I see it (laughs) pop up in my my feed. I don't need to find it right now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. I found it. Patrick. It's yeah, this is Patrick. And um, he has like a whole this is it says how to how to train your mind. (laughs) The lack of self-awareness that these people have where it's like, here's how you can live life better. And they refuse to acknowledge the fact that like one way to live life better is to be the child of a really, really famous rich person. (laughs) Yeah. And not really have to go to school. Also, yeah, you're like a fucking Kennedy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You, yeah. uh, I don't know. Anyway. Okay. So this morning were the Mm -hmm. 2020 Oscar nomination announcements. That's true. What were your immediate reactions? I think my immediate reactions were everyone's immediate reaction <laughs> yeah it um, seemed no jennifer lopez was the main one because that was the first category announced right no j-lo I, I, there were a lot of 
there were a lot of snubs like Adam Sandler didn't get nominated like Uncut Gems didn't like I don't think anyone I think that would have been a really nice surprise but I don't think anyone would have put money on it yeah. and I think that everyone really did or at least I did earnestly expected Jennifer Lopez to get a nomination I didn't really expect her to win yeah but I was like oh she'll be recognized in this way and she didn't and that really was shocking right like Aquafina would have been a nice surprise, but I don't know that I was certain she was going to get best actress. Yeah. But like, it was kind of seemed like Greta Gerwig was a lock for best director. She didn't get anything. Right. Kind of seemed like Hustlers might get a, sometimes they do when they, when they don't want to give it a lot of other things, they'll just like throw it a best picture. Ever since they were like, well, we can have unlimited best picture nominees. (laughs) They'll like throw in a something like the farewell didn't get anything. Right. The, Hustlers didn't get Best Picture, and I thought that was kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. No women in Best Director. Right. What was the other big snub? I don't know who else. I mean, Beyonce didn't get oh, a Beyonce? nomination for Lion King. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. Which, yeah, for Best Original Song, mm-hmm. like we should say. Not, yeah. Um, yeah. Second time she's written a song for a movie with a lot of buzz behind it, and then it didn't win. I think Dream the Dreamgirls song got nominated, but it didn't win. Right. Listen. Listen. Yeah, yeah. Good song. I love Listen. Yeah. It's one of my go-to karaoke songs now. But it's sort of like, the Beyonce thing is surprising to me because you would think that fundamentally, like, yeah, the Oscars, the Oscars love men, the Oscars of white people. And like, you would think people would want to recognize Beyonce for her skill. But like, the cynical side, like, wouldn't you at least want to nominate her just to get like butts in seats to get people watching your show because there's a chance Beyonce could win like just down to like the money why wouldn't you throw Beyonce a nomination right you know yeah. it, it's good for business yeah to have Beyonce attached to your thing I guess so I mean weird. I, I think for Beyonce's sake I'm glad that they didn't do that because yeah. that is always like as a Beyonce stan it's always like oh you're just throwing her this bone yeah it's like, if you're going to nominate her, she better fucking she win. She better win so she could get her own. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't have a note, does she? No. I, I don't think she has. Melissa's head shaking violently in the other room. Like, I think she only has a G. I don't, mm-hmm. unless, did Homecoming win an, an, an Emmy? No, it didn't. No, and that was a that's big. Right, that's right, that's right. Carpool the, karaoke. The dumbest thing won over Homecoming. It's so <laughs> stupid. Uh, yeah. No. Homecoming not winning the Emmy is, I think, so much more tragic than the the Lion King thing, yeah, Lion King, true, like whatever. True. No one's gonna remember that song. Because I did during the Golden Globes, I tweeted something about um, that Elton John should give Beyonce the Grammy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of Elton stands apparently mm-hmm. who are who are yeah. Taron Edgerton, he's sure. a who, but he won the he won the Golden Globe for Best Actor, <laughs> and he didn't get a nomination. So how for Elton? Yeah, what point do you become not a who in terms of awards? Do do awards matter at all? I think they matter a little bit, and the Oscars matter more. But, like, Saoirse Ronan's been nominated for four Oscars, and I'd still call her a who. <laughs> Only because anytime you see her name, if it's you like, don't know that that's her, it's like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, if you don't know what it is, then, like, alarm bells go off, and you're like, I don't know what to do with this word. I don't know what to do with this name. I don't know who this is. Yeah. But I think... I don't know. I don't think the roles necessarily make you win. The stories behind them make you win. Like the Jennifer Lawrence thing was as was nowhere near like Sersha has already had four Oscar nominations. Jennifer Lopez had only, it was only her second that she won for. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer Lawrence was definitely a them. 
when she was on her way up to win the second one. Like Saoirse wasn't because she Jennifer Lawrence had like the movies were bigger, like the stories behind them were bigger. Like those movies just had more of a narrative behind them. Right. And Saoirse's movies are always like kind of smaller indies. It's all it wasn't until maybe Lady Bird that she had a little bit more stuff. And now Little Women is a more of a big studio movie. Right. And I feel like maybe her next one will be a bigger thing because you know she's going to keep getting these nominations forever <laughs> like she's well, going to be a, now, we, we've yeah. got we've got Saoirse for the long haul right but it's, I think that it's she's been in small movies there there is definitely that class I don't know what you would what you would call it mm-hmm. but of like actresses that they'll just nominate for anything yeah. Kathy Bates Kathy Bates I mean it's like legend status mm-hmm. Meryl Kathy Richard Jewell like who Richard like what <laughs> I thought that movie came out like three years ago no but that was a different movie about yeah. someone named Richard, I think. Richard. <laughs> Aquafina, I would say if Aquafina Aquafina was snubbed. Sure. I would say that the everything around her, it's being like this cool story that this like comedian with the weird name suddenly gets cast in one of the big like most hype comedies of last year with this huge ensemble cast and then she gets put in one of like the biggest indie movies of this year that everyone loves. That's like the narrative that makes you a them more quickly. Yeah. Like, Aquafina's arguably of them already but Sersha's just sort of crawling along she's just do but she's crawling so well she's sure. craw- she's yeah. such a good crawler it's a good crawl yeah. for her mm-hmm. also lupita oh lupita very weird yeah i thought she would get a nomination i still haven't seen us tbh she's the best part of us yeah i don't it just seemed a little too scary for me but it's so scary <laughs> it's funny though it's like it's Is like it a, it's scary? like a it's 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 not it won't like wreck you. Okay. It's good. It's good. I got through Midsummer, so you can get through Midsummer. You can get through us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Midsummer, which is like the whitest movie ever. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. Eddie Murphy for Dolomite is my name. Didn't oh get nominated. yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you're also a huge Little Women fan. Big Little Women fan. I've seen it three times. <laughs> right. Right. I was following along. The, you had a little bit of a. I, I don't know. This was so stupid. I know what you're going to say, and I regret even tweeting it. <laughs> like an alternate universe thing where you thought they, they didn't show. I thought it was didn't weird. show the title card. I watched it at home twice on screeners, and then I wanted to see it in theaters just because I wanted to see it in theaters. And I saw it with two friends who had not seen it yet. And I specific, And the only reason I tweeted that thing about me noticing them not putting the title card in the opening of Little Women, because it starts with the title card that looks like the side of an old book uh-huh. that says Little Women with like L.M. Alcott underneath it. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the movie, it shows the same book, but it says J. March. And it's like a fun little thing. Right. And I told my friends, watch out. They're going to show a title card. Just pay attention to what it says. And I, the only reason that I even said this is because I was looking for it. Right. Everyone was like, you blinked. And it's like, no, 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 no. I was paying attention. It wasn't that first one was not in the cut that I saw, I swear to God, <laughs> they only showed the one at the end. Yeah. And so it was the dumbest. It was such a stupid thing that I tweeted. And it was, I've never gotten this many responses. Like, <laughs> I think that's why it kept popping up on it was my just feed. Like, and- it was in mine. I saw it in, you know, Des Moines. It was in mine. I saw it in Fort Lauderdale. It was in mine. I saw it. it was just everyone. I saw it. 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 And people were like, you must have blinked. And I was like, again, when you are being told that you are wrong and you know 110% you are right. <laughs> 
I was like, why did I tweet? It was such yeah, a worthless this thing. Another 25 cent but moment. I promise you, Matt, it was not <laughs> I, I will say, having seen that Twitter, I won't call it a, a rant, that Twitter <laughs> remark about the a title Twitter card. Twitter waste of time is what it was. Yeah. When I saw Little Women yesterday, Saturday, I mm-hmm. saw it. Um, yeah, I was uh, I was looking out for it. So you saw it. if you did anything, you you definitely kept my eyes open for the title card. I just think that that movie is the first time you see it. It can be a little jarring because it, the the time jumps and the structure. It's very all over the place. Yeah, initially it there's a learning curve to it. Right. The second and third times, it's just so great. It's just so smartly done, and I think that 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 title card is just like one of the indicators of that yeah and so i was i think it's very it's (laughs) very pleasing to me to watch that title card and i did not see it (laughs) the third time i saw it and i swear to god it was not in the print that i saw so please don't call me a liar because i'm not a liar (laughs) i I wouldn't dare not a liar uh yeah no i i loved it i i think it would have been the time jumps would have been a little jarring to me had i not read the book just beforehand Mm. i'd never i had no idea what the story of Mm -hmm. little women was I, yeah. I only vaguely knew the like big spoiler that is now 150 years old mm-hmm. that Beth dies. Um, I had only seen. I haven't read the book. I've only seen the the 94 movie with Susan Sarandon. Yeah, I hadn't even read that, or, or I hadn't <laughs> even that. seen that. <laughs> yeah, that's the only. And I, uh, Lindsay's like a huge Little Women head, mm-hmm. and so having heard her talk about the movie and the way, like I had already basically been prepped going into it right like what to expect i knew the beats and i knew the way that it was different from the book and the way it was different from the old movies and blah 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 right yeah i knew what to look for but i still loved it loved it loved it loved it loved it and i think the most uh, the most jarring part for me and i think uh listening to you and Lindsay talk about it on who weekly i think you agree sorry um (laughs) i i heard the the maybe it was a couple episodes ago it was the one after the golden globes Mm -hmm. um but Laura Dern, it just takes me out of Little Women. <laughs> I've listen as as a gay. I feel like I'm legally obligated to support Laura Dern. I tattoo her face on my chest. Um, even though I don't hate her, so I won't say she's my thing that I hate that everybody else loves. Mm-hmm. But I just don't. I don't quite get the Laura Dern obsession. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Little Women. I I was just like I don't know. This is not the person I was picturing. Yeah, she's she's all wrong for that role. I think <laughs> it's just weird. It's weird. And I my a friend of mine put it better than I ever could because I it was after I saw it and I was texting about it and I was like I don't under and I and I was like I feel weird because everyone was talking about how good Laura Dernan was in Little Women and then I saw it and I just can't help but think that she was just terribly miscast and bad in it it's like she was all wrong and my friend was like she's too california for it (laughs) and i think that that's absolutely right because she's come like she looks like they plucked her out of venice beach and just plopped her into concord massachusetts and we're like, here, do this. Like, it's so, it's like she's about to leave the March House and go do yoga. Like, she always seems like she's about to tell you that CBD oil works. Yeah. You know, like, Beth, have you tried like, like a hemp extract? <laughs> you know, that's, that's what her whole character seems Maybe like. Maybe that would have helped. <laughs> yeah. Do they ever specify at any point what Beth is actually suffering from? Scarlet fever, yeah. Oh. They say it really, it's like she has scarlet fever. Well, I knew that she like gets sick and almost dies from scarlet fever because she catches she it better. from like the poor family. The poor family, yeah. But I didn't know like that in the long term is what ended up killing her. Oh, yeah, because it came, it comes back, I guess. I didn't know. Because she gets yeah. better and then, then she's fine and then she dies from it. 
I just thought, but, yeah, it was like, oh, could, you survived this thing, but now like you die for some other reason. They could let Meg and Joe stay because they had already had it before. Right, right. And so they were immune. Vaccines today had been, you know, yeah. vaccinations didn't exist then. But then Amy had to go to Paris because, or live with Mrs. March, Miss March. Right, because right. she'd never had it. Yeah, in the book, there's a very dramatic moment where, like, a baby dies in Beth's arms. Oh, the baby like, dies the poor, in her arms. Yeah, which it's like a throwaway line baby. in the movie where the doctor's like, oh, BT Dubs, the baby died. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, they really, like, um, got away from that quickly. Anyway, yeah, it was a great film. I always just Beth feel like... Beth does die, yeah. Yeah, um, spoiler alert, 150 years of spoiler Please alert. But yeah, she does She does die. I My controversial opinion, which I told Barry after we saw it together, um, was that like I'm happy that Beth died. <laughs> Beth needed I to die. I just hate Beth. She's not, she's nothing. Her entire personality she, is that she's dying. She has no she other- she plays piano. She loves music. Also, I forget the name of the actress who plays her. Eliza Scanlon, yeah. Eliza Scanlon um, loved her in Sharp Objects. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was terrifying in that. Uh, Don't tell mama. And it's hard It's hard for me to see her as not like a haunted Victorian puppet. I just feel like <laughs> she like has that appearance of someone I'm scared mm. of. And she she's also like playing a seven-year-old. They're all, pl- I mean, Amy's playing the youngest, Florence Pugh's playing the youngest one. Yeah, I forgot that Amy was the youngest. I forgot that too until Lindsay was like, Amy's the youngest. And I was like, oh, that's why Florence Pugh's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but it like works for her. And I don't know. The other, yeah. I was just, it was weird to and me. And also Beth is like, I think that there's like a weird, the the language didn't exist at the time. But the way that it, at least Greta Gerwig interpreted it was that like, Beth is very much like, on the spectrum or something like she's very bad in social situations she never like makes eye contact with people like she's the quiet weird seemingly autistic-y person sure and i think that's sort of how she's playing it which is especially weird whenever you're like a 23 year old playing a 13 year old like it's a little strange it comes across as a weird performance right right and also it's like her whole but you're right her whole role exists so that she can die (laughs) but then she inspires joe to write the book (laughs) I guess, oh. yeah. Uh, someone did text me and say that they saw an interview with Eliza Scanlon saying like that she is the the heart of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said it about herself. <laughs> it's like, I all right, am me, it's me. I guess in theory, uh, but I could see that. I could see a good lawyer, Laura Dern and Marriage Story, making the sure. case for Eliza Scanlon being the heart of that movie. I could see that. Anyway, yeah, Little Women, a lot of opinions. We're almost out of time. I do want to ask a couple of elaborate where you said you've hated these things or that they're the worst. We'll do just one. The worst thing about HGTV is when someone (laughs) says starter home. I hate starter home. I will elaborate (laughs) on this. Yeah, it is awful. You can't say starter home in the year 2020. 2019 is when I'm hearing it the most. No one can afford a house. A house is a luxury. Right. Don't demean the house by saying it's a starter home. Also, the pressure to own a home drives everyone crazy because then you go into debt and start buying things you can't afford. And then I'm updating. I'm adding new. I'm tearing down this wall, tearing down that wall, upgrading the floor because that's what the properties tell me to do. And now I'm in debt up to my ears. And guess what? It's only going to get worse from there. Like words like starter home make it terrible for people. Words like starter home 
put people into debt and misery. It's insane that there's like, this is a term for like, this house is shitty, but it'll do for now. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, (laughs) you should be happy to have a home. Yeah. It's just such a, it just feels like a pejorative. I don't, I don't like the term starter home. I think a home is a home. And, you know, you should be very thankful and grateful for your home if you are so lucky uh, to buy one. I'm glad one. someone is one. out there advocating for the, the little homes. It's just that whole channel. <laughs> don't deserve this. I cannot turn off HGTV, but that whole channel is meant to make you hate your house. Yeah. <laughs> you would look at it and you're like, well, why doesn't my house have an open floor plan? Why doesn't my house like do this? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I have a mud room? I see the the damaging effects of it or most when I go home and my mom is like, I think I'm going to sledgehammer this wall. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, nobody in our family is qualified to do any of this. Do not let HGTV like, convince you. Chip you Gaines does ability. it on demo day. Like, it's totally <laughs> fine. It's easy. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, I hate starter home. Good. It's the worst. Well, on that note, uh, before we let you go, where can people find you oh, and your work? They can find me on uh, Apple Podcasts, search Who Weekly, and or, I'm obsessed with this, Netflix Podcast, and just Twitter. Bobby Finger is my name. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, and have fun at the doctor. You I can find you me get... at the doctor in 30 minutes. <laughs> I hope you get sorry. Oh, me too. Thank you. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier, starting with the TV shows we've been watching this week. Barry, what you've been watching? I'm still watching the same thing that I was last week, which is Fargo. I'm almost done with the first season. Still into it. Really like it. Uh, Also still watching Joe Parra Talks With You. The season's been amazing. It just is the most heartwarming, wonderful thing in the world, and I love it so much. Um, So that's what I'm watching this week. What about you? Nice. I started watching uh, The Morning Show on Apple TV. I kind of forgot that Apple TV started. I definitely pay for it on accident because Alex's dad wanted to watch a documentary that apparently was only available on Apple TV. And so I signed up for it and then forgot. And now I just pay for it. Sure. Yeah. But the morning show, it's like fine. I feel it's always weird when I'm like, yeah, I spent my week watching a show that is like not that good. But that's (laughs) what I'm going to talk about now. Yeah. It's the morning. It's with Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell. There's like a bunch of people. I don't know. It's like fine. Like, I don't know. (laughs) My review is, I don't know. That's a fair review. It's fine to like have on and watch for like the people who are in it. But it's like not that great. Solid. I've not been that interested in watching it. And now I absolutely will not. But Kelly Clarkson has like a brief cameo and JK, it, I'm in. It actually, like, yeah, made me uh, fall in love with Kelly Clarkson again. Also, Shit's Creek came out. And oh, yeah. At, at the point of this recording, I have not watched the new season, but maybe that's something we'll do this weekend because yeah. we got to watch it. And I'm so, so happy that it's back and excited to get into the season. Same. Uh, what is your non TV chaser? All right, let me take you down a little path here, <laughs> take you on a little journey. Here we go, guys. This is about to get earnest. <laughs> I uh, I did not grow up with Little Women. I never read it. I never consumed any of the adaptations. Just I didn't know who the March sisters were. I knew nothing about it. I didn't know anything about Louisa May Alcott. So for those who don't know about any of 
no, it's I'm not even going to get into that. The point is, I didn't I didn't know, but I like Greta Gerwig and I was excited about her new movie, her new adaptation of Little Women. But I was like, I don't want to just go and see it. I want to like properly understand it. So I also happen to be uh, an obsessive person (laughs) and I read an abridged version of the book so that I could finish it before the movie. Meanwhile, was also listening to an unabridged audiobook of Little Women. Then Audible came out with an Audible exclusive that's basically a radio play of Little Women narrated by Laura Dern with other cast, not cast from the movie, just other cast people playing the characters. Also, I was in Lexington, Massachusetts, which is where my boyfriend's parents live. And I didn't realize that Little Women is set in Concord, like right five miles away from Lexington. And when I was saying to Alex's mom, I was like, yeah, we should go see Little Women. And Alex's dad was like, you know, the Alcott house is like five miles from here. And I was like, no, I didn't know because I know nothing about this, but that sounds great. So Nan, Alex's mom and I were going to go see Little Women, but it was sold out in Lexington. So we were like, let's just go to the house. And we went to the Alcott house and we took a tour of it and we learned all about the Alcotts and Louisa and her sisters in real life and how they like relate to the characters and also about because like Greta Gerwig went to that house and like they really made the set of the movie almost exactly the actual orchard house which is where they lived and um, it completely changed me (laughs) because then we went and saw the movie and I've never cried like that before where I just like cried from opening credit to the end it was unreal um i just i the i i also uh towards the end of the year was going through a pretty bad bout of depression and was like very anxious and stuff and little women just like took me out of it <laughs> it was it was truly my chaser like for all of 2019 they're just they're just so good. They just they love like the March sisters. They love each other. And it's just about like family and the importance of family. But then also like <laughs> doing good work and like creating art, but also just being good people in a way that I was just like, fuck, like <laughs> I just want to be good and do good. And that's what matters and love the people I love. And uh, and Louisa May Alcott, like she should be considered an American icon the way that Mark Twain is. She was an incredible woman and an incredible author. And now I'm just fully obsessed with (laughs) absolutely all of it. If you haven't read Little Women, even like I, I also thought it was like a little kid's book, which you also you hadn't read it and you read it too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's worth reading if you haven't. Listening to the audiobook was really nice, too. Uh, And the movie is so good. I just, I loved every single thing about it. Yep, that's my chaser. Um, <laughs> what about you? What's yours? My chaser, a couple things. One, obviously, this cake. <laughs> <laughs> this beautiful cake that I still haven't finished. It's been sitting in front of me the whole time. You know what? Take just going to take another bite. bite. Just going to take um, another bite. But also, I'm, I might have used this as a chaser before, but... Um, I've been very into stretching lately. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> love that. I'm just like, I, it feels like a very achievable thing to improve my flexibility along with like my my fitness regimen that I've been undertaking for the past year. I there was a, there's an app called Romwad that I use that mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned before. It's it stands for a range of motion workout of the day. It's basically yoga. It's like a 20 minute routine and they have a different one every day. But yeah, my my 2020 one of my 2020 resolutions is to be able to do the splits. Mm. And I'm like getting there. That's so fun. Yeah. 
I kind of was surprised about how good my flexibility was before I even tried. Yeah, you can put your foot over your head. Yeah, I did post a picture on Instagram of me doing that. And yeah, I mean, what you can't see is the amount of pain that I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm trying to do that more flawlessly and with less pain. There we go. But also, yeah, I guess I've never done yoga per se, so I don't really know what it is. But I feel like maybe this is just yoga that I'm doing. But I, I do like having like a 20 minute routine like that that is like pretty simple to do. And Not about like heart rate. Yeah. I just, it's just like stretching. Yeah. Just some good, good old fashioned stretching. Anyway, that's it. That's my chaser. Beautiful. It. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. Staring at the blank page before you. Open up the dirty window. Let the sun illuminate the ways that you can have fun. Reaching for something in the distance. So close you can almost taste it. Release your inhibitions. Feel the rain on your skin. No one I don't think we can use all this. (laughs) I don't think that's legal. Also, I just got coffee from the place across the street, absolutely turned around and spilt it all over this woman, like (laughs) on her head, on top of her head. It was in her hair. So my apologies to the woman who I just left in the coffee shop, because what was I supposed to do?